Hello, I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast, a lounge-like pub-style drinking show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. Make sure, though, on this particular episode, you have somebody to drink with, because it's very important. And speaking of someone to drink with, I have my buddy Paul. How are you? What's up, bud? Everybody knows you by now, I think. Yeah, I'd hope so. It's 100 maybe, episodes. Maybe we've got a new, new listener. Yeah, so this we are uh, we're celebrating the 100th episode today uh, on the podcast. This uh, this episode comes out in December of 2022. It's pretty cool. You could probably hear my wife in the background because she she gets excited about phone calls and Facebook uh, or FaceTime, whatever you call it. So I'm gonna hopefully be I don't edit that out. I don't know. I can't really tell. I don't think you can because sometimes you can't even hear her laugh. Even if you can, it's like a little bit of background noise. This is yeah, a yeah, lounge yeah. style. This is a lounge style yes, drinking show. Absolutely, and <laughs> she is the one to blame about the beer. So this time, Paul, I'm can't excited get about mad. which one are we drinking first. I think we're going to do Lump of Coal. It's a holiday, dark holiday stout. Both of these are from the UK in a place uh, I don't remember the actual. Uh, town name, but it's Oxfordshire. Uh, it's a little bit south of Oxford. It is a little west of uh, London. Uh, so these are these are true ales. I call them real ales. That's what I like to call them. But it says brewed in England. One of our range of very special Christmas beers. Yes, that Santa is really from the Lapland. Lapland. What the hell? No, what's that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Finland says. Uh, yeah. Says Diamond Beverage Beverages. A number Vanta Finland. But it says it was brewed in England. So I think they're very confused. I think so, too. There you go, Paul. This hell is a product of the United Kingdom. Yeah. Ridgeway Brewing. We got a bunch of dead air, folks. Bunch nah, of dead. You'd hard. think after 10, 100 episodes, not 10, 100, but 100 episodes, we'd have it together. It's but that, cool because the cap is uh, the cap is uh, gold on this one, too. It's very yes. Christmassy. Yeah, very Christmassy. And on the other one. It's red. The cap is red. Yeah. This is good stuff. Are we drink, I know it drinking is. both of these right now, or are we doing well, I'm giving you a little bit so you can taste them. Okay. I'm going to drink both of them because I'm going to party this episode. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, no. We know where this is going to yeah, go. Yeah, she didn't seem too happy when she brought all that in. <laughs> I She's know, like, right? We got to get to the topic, though, because the topic today is what have we learned over 100 episodes? And I'm going to start with don't let Mike drink too much. <laughs> As, as, as I say, I'm going to drink all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. Lump of coal. Lump of coal. What do you think of lump of coal? It's not bad. You don't think so? Hmm. I don't hate it. Let's see what I think. That is pretty good. I actually like it. And this is a stout? It is. What's, what, make, what makes it a stout? Uh, a couple of different things, really. I mean, you got roasted malts, right? And that's what gives you the color. So it, this one's actually black. It, it, is, it is very yeah. black. So it's highly roasted. And and the uh, the alcohol content is pretty pretty normal for a stout. I mean, it's this one's seven and a half percent. What's a what's a Budweiser? About four. You asked me at the last time we were drinking mm-hmm. stuff. So well, that gives somebody that not, that's not a beer. I, stop, I see. A, I see uh, what you're saying. Yeah, and yeah. I can't remember that. I'll yeah. ask you again. I get it. I, I like this. It is. It is very. I mean, it's it's darker than a Guinness. It's not creamy like a Guinness at all. So I mean, it doesn't. It has. It's carbonated instead of nitrogenated. So it it kind of has. It's got a nice flavor. Yeah, I could drink that if I had you to. Know? I don't like this, mm-hmm. but that's pretty good for me. I mm-hmm. mean, it seems like typically I like, if I'm going to not hate a beer, it's usually a dark yeah. kind of something for some reason. Yeah, I find, actually, I find, and this, I don't want to make this whole show about the beer, but it's a I, drinking show. I, find, yeah, I find the beers from the UK to be a lot more mellow and drinkable for more people. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Uh, whereas some of the, the independent breweries in, in the United States tend to, I don't want to say go overboard cause that's not the right word, but they, they can be extreme, you know, like the, the hop, the hoppiness can be pretty extreme. The, the overall flavors can be pretty extreme uh-huh. things like that. So, you know, I don't want to pick on it or anything like that or make it sound terrible, but. And you know. it was cool. I mean, you got a cold, cool, whatever you got out of the refrigerator. So I'm sure I probably yes. would have hated it if yeah. it was room temperature. I'm, I'm excited for it to warm up a little bit. Now, the next one is called Santa's Butt. Now, I know what people are thinking. This is not about the butt. Why are we having two already? Did we already polish that one off? No, we did not. I'm just wanting to get these started so that Paul can, A special you know, holiday porter. What's a porter? Uh, it's like a stout, but this slightly, slightly less, uh, I'm going to say hops. I'd say uh-huh. the hops are probably a little bit less intense. I think you're going to like this one even more. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start in this order, because... I really think the first one's going to have more of a burnt taste flavor compared to this one. 
Where'd she pick these up at? Uh, there was there's a market in Columbus that she picked them up at, and I'm not really sure. I should have asked her better, but there's more in here if you need it. Oh, I'm sure I won't. Uh, this is the one I think you'll like because mm. you're into butts. Yeah. You're into big butts, and you cannot. I lie. cannot lie. That is true. <laughs> All right, down the hatch. Yeah, try that one because I'm excited to see what you think about it. It's got a nice uh, red kind of tint to it. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I like this one a little bit more. I think it's got a little bit better flavor. Mm-mm. You don't think so? I don't think so. It's a little flatter. You think it's flatter? It's there's the mouthfeel. It's watered down to me. I mean, it's not bad. I don't yeah. hate this. It doesn't make me want to spit it out like the normal craft beer that you make me drink. Right. Um, but it's, uh, I don't know. I feel like the other one's more chocolatey or yeah. whatever. The head, the head on this is almost white. That's yeah. kind of wild to me because it's, it is a ruby dark beer. Uh, yeah, it looks a great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the head on it is a lot lighter in color than what I, th- what I would expect from a porter. Um, I enjoy this. This is pretty good. Too. I don't hate it, but yeah. I, I'm not going to drink it on purpose. But this other one, I might drink it on purpose. I'm curious. Which one do you like more? It's definitely the lump of coal. Really? Yeah, yeah. I did not expect that. I would have thought you liked it the other way around. Really? I, I, I was sure you would like Santa's butt. <laughs> There's actually some flavor to this one. The other one just is... It's not terrible, but it's just yeah. kind of watered down to me. Well, there's a story behind Santa's butt. There really is. <laughs> Jesus, here we go. Um, it, it's, it's a, this is a special holiday porter. Uh, it's made for winter, uh, rich and warming the way you, they like it in the North Pole, right? That's what it says on the bottle. I'm going to read this word for word so people can get it. I'm not a very good reader when it comes to this sort of thing. And Santa sat on his great butt enjoying a hearty brew. Right, and, he, and there's a picture of him sitting there and just enjoying himself. In case you find that amusing, the brewer hastens to point out that in England, but refers to a certain sized barrel customarily used for beer, a very large barrel, in fact, holding 108 imperial gallons. Back in the day, it was quite a normal thing for a brewery to put its beer up in a large butt for storage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, wow. digging, I'm really digging this. It's funny. Snell snickering, eh? Yeah, see, they know I'm snickering, if that's what you call it. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, or Santa will be skipping your house entirely this year. Uh, anyway, but that's that's uh, Santa's butt. An imperial gallon <laughs> is 20% larger than the U.S. gallon. Oh, look at you, Mr. Google. <laughs> that's kind of wild, isn't it? That is kind of wild. That's the same thing with an imperial pint. An imperial pint's 20% larger than a typical pint we get here in the U.S. And, uh, you know, that's that. these bottles are actually uh, imperial pints. Uh, oh. They're 1.9 ounces, actually, so they're even bigger than, than, than what you would think. So there is quite a bit of beer there. Now, we've been, we've been talking a long time about the beer and the stuff, and how does this all kind of play into today's topic? Well, I kind of thought, and it's weird, Weird that you came in and said the same thing that, you know, we're both on the same page. We never plan these shows. In fact, I didn't really plan this show. You would think being the hundredth episode. Somebody's we out there right now saying, yo, you don't say. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm glad they don't plan them because they sound like they're not planned. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I got to thinking, what have we learned? I would rather Paul go first on this. Paul, what, uh, what have you learned specifically about podcasting and what we've learned about this particular show? And it can be funny. It can be rude. It can be whatever you want it to be. Well, I think uh, what we've learned about podcasting goes right along with what we've learned about life and art in, in general, and that's that uh, you haven't seen it all yet. And I think with, with that, you know, we, we've got to do a lot of cool things this year. We got to meet a lot of cool people, done some things that we didn't even think about doing, met some people that we didn't even know existed in, in different areas of art. So I, I guess that... I don't want to say necessarily like the element of surprise, but but there's still there's still things out there that you don't know, and that it's exciting to learn about things that you don't know and meet people that you don't know, and mm-hmm. and you meet these people and then they become friends, and it's it's kind of cool. That's a big thing, and I, I think another thing just in general that we've learned is that uh, it's after you take a year off, it's still it seems like it takes more than a year to get things back to a real normal because we Mm -hmm. still haven't gotten, I I don't think back to um, where you, you know, you have shows and, and like different 
I don't know how it is necessarily in fine art, but definitely with, in music and some other things, it still just doesn't seem like we got back to the, the kind of shows that, yeah. that we used to have. It's still, yeah. I went to uh, more sure. shows this year than I did last year, of course. But Right, and you're talking about shows like, Musical shows, not this yeah, show. Musical shows and shows. events in general. Yeah. it's. I can tell we're trying to get back to it, but it seems like people... It's changed. People got used to not leaving house, and I think mm-hmm. it's been harder to get people to, to go and, and, and do things in a, lot of, in a lot of ways. I mean... Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think... It is better than it was last year, of course, and, and I went to some events that were very, very well attended, mm-hmm. so don't, don't get me wrong, but I just think that the... I think it's still just kind of been hard to schedule yeah. things. Yeah. And it seems like people are sick all the time. Have you noticed that? It seems like we're still getting sick. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, I got to cancel because it could be COVID or it might be COVID or it is COVID or it's like. Or somebody, uh, when is somebody this, said COVID. So we right. When is this going to go away? <laughs> right. So, you know, that, that kind of stuff come up and it, it's, it's weird. I mean, we've, we've dealt with this on, in the last hundred episodes. I guess that was the biggest uh, challenge we faced was how do we keep the show going? Because there's a lot of podcasts that stopped doing shows altogether because they couldn't get together with their people, yeah. right? They were heavily dependent on people being on the show. And fortunately for us, we've, we've managed to get around that in a lot of ways. We've, we've done some remote things and, you know, basically held on to it and, uh, and all that. But one of, the, one of the biggest things for me learning on this this well, there's a, there's a lot of things I've learned. Well, let's hear. Them. I mean, when we first started, I didn't know the first thing about how to uh, record voice, right? Dialogue, how to how to get the dialogue right. Still learning, still a lot there. There's a lot that I don't do that I know I can do just for the sake of being able to turn these around. You know, just get in there, edit it, get it back out. You know, do the thing because uh, it is a lot. But I think it really helped me in terms of being a content creator because. Uh, and I hate using that really. I don't want to use that word. If if I if I produce YouTube videos, right, I now have no worries about the audio. <laughs> Whereas before it was like, man, I hope the audio came out okay. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope there's not too much noise. I hope I did that right. How can I fix this? And then there are, there are things that come across that or used to that I'd go, I I can't use that. Now I know I can fix it. Whereas before I just couldn't. So right. the, the knowledge base has grown. So there's a lot there for me. I've learned new software, got better gear. <laughs> I like gear. Learn I mean, everybody to, knows that. Learn how to overcomplicate things. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's a good. Yeah. And in fact, in this, in this particular episode, we decided not to do uh, video the way we normally would do video uh, for the show and got, kind of got back to the roots of just a couple of microphones, a recorder, and a topic, you know, just with some booze and we drink. That is another thing I've learned overall that sometimes communication's hard. You know, it's a lot harder than you would think it would be. You know, even getting this show off the ground today, this episode off the ground, uh, is a lot harder for me because I don't feel like I'm in my headspace. I don't feel like I'm, you know, maybe I prepared or not prepared enough for the 100th episode. Maybe it's kind of in my head that I wanted it to be bigger. I want it to be epic and that kind of thing. And it doesn't have to be, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The show is the show. And that's what we do, and this is how it is. Um, I mean, I had, had grand ideas of having a cake and, you know, going and finding one, uh, a 100-year-old whiskey that I couldn't afford. But you get the idea. Right. Well, um, we can do that for the 110. Yeah. <laughs> Ten more episodes, we'll get to Yeah. I mean, Harley <laughs> does it every five years. You know, I got a, I got a 100th anniversary bike. And then, and then I got a hundred and fifth anniversary bike. Oh my God. It's like, that's what every five years they put out an anniversary bike. So, I mean, we're not going to do that. (laughs) Silly. Really? I didn't know they did that. Yeah. I got my, my 2000, my, 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 my 2003 bike is a hundredth anniversary. And that's a big milestone. Hundreds. Yeah. But then there's the 105th anniversary. You don't think that dilutes it though? It's like, oh, uh, another anniversary. Yay. It's a way to sell bikes and and specific paint schemes, but it's cool though. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's, there's a whole lot there that I could throw in and say we've learned. I mean, uh, I learned that I can't go to Cleveland and drink with anybody up there because I overdo it. (laughs) But that was last year. No, that was uh, the first year. That was uh, our twenty first episode. Well, we're talking about, and and I guess I'm stuck on the last year, but this is this from the beginning. Oh yeah, that's yeah. 
Yeah, we yeah, learned was, hitting record is really important in these. Yes, things too. yes. Uh, when you when you do get a lot of when you complicate the process, more errors become apparent. That is true. You know, so I mean, I guess simplicity does have its place. But that's why we make a good team. You're constantly striving to do to, to do your best. Yeah, and I am constantly striving to do the very least I can get by with. And and, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, I laugh at that. There's nothing no. wrong with that. <laughs> no, but, I enjoy it. Right, but I, it's good. Like if two guys like me, uh, it would it just wouldn't work. And two guys like you would just be paralysis by analysis yes. constantly. Yeah, so probably. It, so. It's that's why we make yeah. a good team. We're like Bert and Ernie of art. I mean, what people <laughs> what, what people may or may not realize. I mean, we've been friends for ten years. You know, or whatever. Oh, it so. feels it feels like a hundred. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. But there's You're some, right. there's something to be said for that. Yes, and absolutely. And we we. Genu- genuinely like and care about each other yeah. and and uh you know we're friends and and we have different passions and different different things that we like but we like a lot of things too that overlap mm-hmm. and we do this we do this goofy little show together that, yeah. that we like yeah. and it means a lot to us mm-hmm. and then and we get excited because we see that there's it, you know, three new listeners, or or <laughs> yeah. or you know, X amount of listeners that's listened to yeah. to the last five yeah, podcasts. It's absolutely. it's exciting, and that's it's cool. And the the one thing that that when when you talked about doing this is it's like you know we're just like you said two two creatives walk into a bar, and the third creative is sitting here next to us picking up things that we're talking about, right. and sometimes they. You know, sometimes you're sitting there and you're having a conversation, you don't realize that the guy sitting next to you is. You know, well, you know, he's he played music for a long time, and he's got some some insight, and yeah. then he'll interject, or or he was a painter, or or whatever. And and for me, that that's what is that's what excites me about the show is like that that third mythical person that's that listener out there that's part of the show, and, yes. and yeah, and sitting two two stools down from us on the bar, and is kind of in the conversation, yeah, with us. And that's you, a good point. Our audience truly is always the third. Yes, person in the bar always, and that's kind of cool. Well, you know, Chris, you, Chris, our buddy, mm-hmm. um, my old bass player, Chris. He uh, he had a trip to uh, from Florida to North Carolina, or yeah, North Carolina um, last week for mm-hmm. a wedding, and he sent me a text, and he's like, "Hey, listen to the the newest podcast. It was nice to to hang out with some old friends. Yeah, uh, that's you cool. know, for for an hour. And that's so cool. I, we love you, Chris." Yes, we do. But that's what it's all about. And I hope, I hope that that feeling comes across to people that, that we don't know in real life. Yeah. Because that's, that's what it's all, that's what it's all Ex- about. Exactly. I, I sit back and one of the things that I, I you know, I love him or hate him. Uh, people, you know, kind of give Joe Rogan some trouble, but you know, he's, he's cranking out two to three hour podcasts, six days a week. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's video. Now I understand he's got people editing things, so he's not doing all the other behind the scenes stuff. He brings in these guests who usually have a lot to talk about on the show and they're sharing their thing. And in some cases they're sharing the same thing they share everywhere they go. Right. It's mm-hmm. not like they're sharing something new every time. When we do something new, generally every episode, there's something new. Mm-hmm. And I find that very difficult. Even when we have a guest, sometimes it's like, how do you how do you get the guest loosened up enough to 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 just talk, right, and just have that conversation? And that's the biggest thing for me is the conversation part of it. You know how do you how do you go about just just like normal people? Because generally speaking, when when you, when you put a microphone in someone's face and they know they're being recorded and they know this is going to go out into public and uh, people might listen to what they say, they 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 choose their words carefully. Mm-hmm. They they start to think about. I'm not going to say that. And we've done a lot of episodes where we just let it roll. I mean, it was right. like, I don't really care what I say. You know, there's some things I said that I go back and when I'm editing going, oh my God, are you, are you stupid? You know, <laughs> it's like, why did you say that? And, uh, I, I want to edit it out and I don't. In fact, there's a lot of times where I say, well, I'll edit that out and I don't. But that's and, part of a conversation when, it is. when you go in and, and, and you're just talking to you're when you're just talking with friends and you're sitting there in a booth. And you're having a beer, and you're waiting on your on your fried pickles to come. You're just you're just talking back and forth, and you're not thinking about how this is going to be received or how, right. how what what somebody else is going to think of it. You're just you're just riffing back and forth, and yep. just just having the conversation. And 
that's how you presented that you wanted this show to be. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how, that's how I've always approached it. And that's yep. what makes it, I mean, I think that's what makes it fun for us. And hopefully that's what makes it fun for somebody yeah. that to hear one of these and be like, oh, well, I'll listen to that again. You know, those guys are all yeah. right. It's not typically, I mean, when you look in the art genre of episodes on, or the art genre of podcasts on, you know, Apple, Spotify, and all of them, you, you look at them and you go, okay, the all walks of art really isn't, I want to be careful how I say this because I don't want to sound like we're unique um, because there's other, other podcasts that are pretty good at what they do. But I just, I feel like we are in a, in a place where it's like, again, two artists walk into a bar, you know, we're having conversations. The topic might be about a specific thing. Like, like I'll give you an example and then you'll be able to relate to this. So I sent you a message the other day saying I was going to get Chad Kroger on the show to just put it all out there that I don't really hate Nickelback. I just don't like their songs. Right. right. Uh, what was it? Avril Lavigne? Oh. <laughs> the picture. Oh, yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs> it's like, I mean, everything Chad touches changes. Right. I don't, I don't know. I shouldn't be that way. Um, it was, it was, a, it, was band, it was, really it was Mr. Bean good. and uh, it was a mashup. Somebody put Mr. Bean's face on Avril Lavigne. And it, it was, yeah. it was disturbing. It was very <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> so, but at, at any rate, you know, it's, it's not that I, I don't like their music and stuff. And we've talked about Jackson Pollock too. And it's, you know, whatever twirls your beanie, honestly, I don't care. You know, if, if, if you like that kind of art, whatever, I'm, I'm going to guess that a lot of people who like that kind of art have already tuned out on this show because <laughs> they're like, those guys are assholes. But, you know, well, was I seen an article that were some, some big expensive painting that's been in a gallery for, the last X amount of years has been upside down the whole time it's been in the gallery and <laughs> no one noticed it until recently. It had to be an abstract. It was. It was like this, <laughs> it was like five color blocks. But <laughs> it was like a like somebody's wall swatch back in, you know, eighteen hundred. But that's well, a, I don't you, know what color to pay my house. Here's some swatches. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's art. <laughs> so you know what was kind of exciting to me? I went to uh, Harrisburg. Yeah. Um, and I sent you some pictures from yeah. there. So I went to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania to see my favorite Russian death metal band, Slaughter to Prevail. Yeah. And I uh, went to some museums there. It was really cool. There was a, definitely an a artistic um, slant to some of that stuff. Uh, one, in the Civil War uh, museum that I was there, there was a, a sketch. I don't know if you looked at it much, but I sent it to you. Like a pencil sketch that a guy had done and one of the generals. So it was really cool and really well done. But I, yes, I I recall that yes. But anybody in Ohio is familiar with the, or or especially Columbus is familiar with the German Village, and this place is very much kind of in the same vibe as the German Village. But there was a lot of a uh, lot of art there. There was a lot of street art, which I've always been a fan of, on the side of buildings, and um, there was a lot of little galleries, and like the breweries there had little galleries inside of them. And we went to one of the bigger ones, and it was just really cool. Like, they had a, a pretty large art gallery in there with sculptures and paintings and live artists doing paintings right there on the spot, which was, yeah. and it wasn't, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. It was like watercolor. It wasn't abstract, but it, it was that, I don't know. I'm not very good with my definitions of the, the art, but it was really cool. It was a, um, an older older lady that was just, making some cool paintings. And I, I just, I don't know, it was just inspiring to see a, a town that just really embraced independent arts so heavily. And everywhere you went, it seemed like it was appreciated and it was appreciated and there was a place for it. And it just, it really made me feel good, honestly. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the coolest things about communities though, because you, you go to a new community and you see how they express themselves as creatives. You know, mm -hmm. we, let me back this. Let me, let me qualify what this, what I'm trying to get at. We have become a society where we see everything on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all the socials, right? And if you're creative, you go on there and you start scrolling. You're like, okay, that's what they're doing. I get it. I guess I need to do that. You know? And then when you go see somebody in person, in real life, doing real shit. Yeah. It's so different, you know, and it's, it's inspiring, you know, that, that 10 minutes that you spent with that street artist or that person making work, or you're looking at that old, 
drawing from Gettysburg, you're taking it all in and it's different. None of what you did would work on the Instagram algorithm. It'd be so fucking boring. It's like nobody's going to watch that. Right. And I think we forgot that. Not everything has to be a 10 second clip of magnificent, epic shit. And I think it's getting into artists' heads. I really do. I, I think it's a really bad place. Well, for you said it earlier. It becomes about making content, and there's nothing wrong with having content for your. There's people that make a make a a, a good living doing content and and doing that. But if you're an artist and you're making music and it can't that all that stuff has to supplement what your passion is and what you're trying to do. It, mm-hmm. You can't do it the other way around. You're not going to try to get some music out of your content. You're trying to get content out of your music and you're yes. trying to get content out of your art. Yeah. That's you tweetable right there. <laughs> <laughs> write it down. We'll put it on a postcard. But yeah. if you try to, if you try to make art from your content, it's just not going to, it's just not going to be real. That That's totally. I like how totally you respect true. the wood. I know. I, you <laughs> I you respected like, the wood. I looked over, I got this little cherry table in my, uh, my studio here, it's an old, I mean, really old table. And I have a kind of a cold, this, this bottle's cold and, and a little bit wet on the bottom from condensation. And I was like, I'm going to set this. No, I'm not going to set this down over here because my grandma would beat my ass. Anyone that so, likes uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm gets the Respect the Wood yeah. uh, reference. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Larry David's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's have him on the show. I, I tried. He's that? so busy. He just, he keeps telling me, we'll do this. Um, I'm lying, but you know, he'll, he'll do it one day. Maybe if people, if more people listen to the show, share it with your friends, we, we can grow right? and maybe one day have Larry David on the show. That'd be cool. He's a hell of a writer. Um, so what do you think? I mean, what, what do you think should, not just as a hundredth episodes, but, uh, of the last year, what do you think you've gotten out of it? Oh, wow. The last year I was excited about getting back to, you know, face to face things and getting people on the show and, and actually doing some things. And I spent a lot of time listening to Alan Alda's uh, podcast, uh, Clear and Vivid. Really, I, I love his podcast. Absolutely, I, I just guy from Mash. Yes, he's he's so good at what he does, and he his focus is on communication and learning how to talk to people, and learning how to read people, and learning how to improvise between the conversation and let it go where it goes. Because we do that, mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time. Let me say it this way. If I sit and plan and plan and plan, the show gets stiff. It becomes a cultural experiment of Mike trying to get answers for things that he wants to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And when you and I just sit and talk and we start out with a kind of a brief, all right, we'll start with this kind of a comment. It becomes a conversation that is worth listening to. And I found that I enjoy listening to it. You know, I, I don't like my voice. I don't like hearing myself talk, but I know that, you know, these shows right now, they're coming out on Wednesdays. I know that when I, when I get done editing a show, a lot of times I'll just, I'll, I'll light a cigar and make a drink and I'll sit down and listen to it after it's finished. And I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I sit down and I think to myself, why don't we have more listeners? This isn't bad. What's wrong with us? You know, <laughs> why, why aren't we as big as Joe Rogan yet? You know? And, and, you know, you start comparing yourself to others and then it's, it's just a bad whirlwind. But I, I've learned that we create for our audience. I can't create for Joe's audience. Right. And I love the fact that we have the people that keep returning every week, you know, or every other week or however we're doing it because we keep changing. I know that. But it's 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 special to me because somebody's getting something out of it enough to come back. And that means a lot. That means that they're, they're picking up on something. You know, maybe they just need a buddy to drink with. Maybe they need a, a, a creative person that they like and they can sit down and have a drink with and they don't have that in their life. And we're that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's what that is. I don't know. Or maybe we inspire people enough in our thought processes that they go, I can do this. And they go do it. They make their own podcast. They start painting. They start playing guitar. They sing. They do whatever it is that they have been holding on to that they don't think they can do because they know there's these two twats over in Ohio doing it. You right. know, and they're doing just fine. 
you know, um, it, it, it's important. I think it's kind of the biggest thing for me and, and the communication part of it is really big. I was, I don't, I don't consider myself somebody good at talking with people. I really don't like getting in front of people and talking. So the episode we did in Cleveland was kind of a, a nerve wracking event for me because we did have a live audience for that on episode 21. And it was like, uh, how am I, how am I going to do this? You know? And yeah, we were on a panel basically. It was pretty wild. It was wild. I enjoyed that. I like to do more of that actually, because yeah. it, it took me out of my comfort zone real quick. And I learned a lot. I just, I just did. There's a whole bunch of things there that I can take home and say, all right, this is what I would have done differently. But, um, you got another hundred, didn't I, you? Yeah, I think so. I hope I answered your question on that. Cause I, I know I, I asked a question. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> you done forgot. No, I remember. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and you asked, you know, is this, we got a hundred more in us and yeah, this isn't the end. It's in some cases it's a, it's a, uh, a refresh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've reached a hundred and there, I'm not going to lie. There was a big push to get to a hundred back in the summer. I was thinking, man, we're so close to a hundred, but we're not going to see it till next year. If we don't do every week. Right. Yeah. And at the time I was taking a new job. Um, I didn't know how much time that would take out of my life and how much it would actually change my thought processes on being able to create because I'm still in this rut where Monday through Friday, I can't make shit because my job has basically overrun my thoughts with, I've got to do this for work. You know, I'm, I don't know about you, but I, I look at my work phone and I bring it up. I start looking at my, my texts and my emails right away. First thing during the day when I should be in the studio working mm-hmm. and, and then I go to work and I'm still doing it. I get home and I look at it again until about three in the morning. So it's almost like my work has taken over at least 16 or all my, let's just say all my waking hours. I'm looking at what am I missing? Is there something going on I need to know about? Is, is something burning at work that I need to take care of? You what, know, what, what you got to get? Are the in? fucking combi lifts running? You know? <laughs> People's like a combi lift. What's Com- going combi, on? Combi, C-O-M-B-I hyphen lift. Look it up. It's a, it's a really neat thing made in Ireland. I think that I, I think that's good for everybody right there. It's because everybody's got things like that out there. And for me, I try to I try to find balance where it's nice to be able to look look at at your work email or your work phone, and that way you you don't walk into a big surprise. But at yes. the same time, that's why you have a work phone. So <laughs> I can I don't give out I I don't give out my my mm-hmm. regular cell phone. I, I but I carry my work phone. You know with me to an extent, but it's in the car right now. I got my personal phone on me, but mm-hmm. my work phone's in the car. And I can look like I've had, I'm supposed to be off today, but I I worked for a little bit because mm-hmm. we had something special going on. Um, but I've had a couple, couple people text me that wanted information about having the day off or something else. <laughs> right. But, but I feel like for those people, for, for you know, people that I've uh, worked with, um, I have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I take that serious, but at the same time, you can't have unlimited access to it. I have to have time off too, but see, I look at that when I have time and, and when I do that. So like, say you get up in the morning, you scan through some emails, make sure there's nothing, nothing pertinent that, that you can get in front of and, and take care of now that, that you need to look at that that's time sensitive. Mm-hmm. And then you put it, put it away and you don't really worry about it. Right. If you let yourself get too consumed what's going on, then you have, now you're working 24 seven. That's not, they don't pay me enough for that. Right. Right. And you have to, you have to find that balance and everybody, everybody has to do that too. You can't always, if you're working, you can't always take a client call. If you're, if you're doing commissions or you're doing this, sometimes you have to stay in the moment and you have to learn how to say no. And, and sometimes you have to say no to yourself and it's okay. I'm going to look at my phone an hour before work. There you go. I'm going to mm-hmm. check it when I, when I get up, I'm going to look at it an hour before that way I can stay up on, t- on top yeah. of that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's there's not, yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you start obsessing over it and you're really worrying about it well, and it's affecting your art and it's affecting your personal life, if it's affecting your personal life, it's affecting your art. Mm-hmm. And 
the main thing that we all have. It's it's our you know you got breathing, uh, you got <laughs> got food, yep, a house, water, shelter, sex, yep, and and the fifth thing that you have to have to survive Cake. Is, is art. Oh, sorry, is your. <laughs> Is your art being create creative? Booze. So you gotta let that. You have got to find that balance, man. You got to. And there she was. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I I think you're spot on on that. Oh, um, I know I am. But I, I said I, it. Well, right. But there's there. You know, I know a lot of our audience is um, they're part time. Yeah, I hate to use that word part time. Was it no? Do you know what they are? They're they're full time artists that that uh, work a full time part time job. Yes, that's exactly. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Just because you, you know they're full time <laughs> you know, full time creatives that yeah, that have a a full time day job. You're an artist who makes ends meet. Yeah, you know you do what you got to do. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of folks listening to that last couple of uh, minutes of of our podcast can identify with the idea that. Yeah, it takes me out of my place. That was one of our episodes, the big rusty lever. Mm-hmm. You know, it it really is that way. You've got to find a way to make that switch happen. And that was, that, I guess, that's probably my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. It, we may not have articulated it as well as I wanted to, and uh, audio wise and technical wise, things may not have been perfect. We didn't video record that at all. Um, I don't know. It's just it's the the concept of it though is very important. I think it's one of them things where you you realize that. Let me say it this way: if if you were able to walk away from whatever it is you do to make ends meet, and you only made art, you still need to find what's the word I'm looking for. You still need to find solace in the idea that you need a break. Yeah, you need time away from it. You need you need to have that moment. And I'm not talking about sitting on the couch and scrolling through Instagram. That's not what I'm saying, because I don't really consider that a break. In fact, it's probably polluting your mind a little bit too much, and you're taking in so much other content that you forget what it means to make your own. You know, and let me say it this way, because this is important. I think if I were to look at the modern world and the Internet and how we treat art, I want everybody just, if it's the biggest takeaway you get from the show, content is a product. Content is that thing that you create that you basically feed the masses, right? Mm -hmm. It's the cheeseburger at McDonald's. Okay. Your art is the meal you give somebody and that's the last meal they're ever going to have. That's the difference. Mm Mm-hmm. If you start treating your art as if it's the last meal somebody's ever going to have, because you don't know if, if that is the last piece of art that person will ever be able to afford, or if that's the one they've been saving up for, that's the one that's most special or to them. Or that's the last song they'll ever hear. Exactly. You're producing art that is going to go out into the world and be the art, right? You're not producing content. You're producing art. You're producing something that is supposed to be there culturally for everyone who enjoys that kind of art, right? I'm being very specific here because mm-hmm. it's important. When you turn around, you start thinking to yourself, I'm, I'm going to be a content creator because that's how people make money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with that. It's just that you have to understand you're still an artist too. Don't, don't give up on that. And I'm talking to myself here a little bit too because there is a lot of this. I mean, we're creating content right now in a lot of ways. But the art of this is learning how to speak to each other and learning how to talk to other people and having a a good conversation that has some value in it. To me, that's the art side of it. You know, we can we can spit these episodes out left and right. And this is the biggest thing I've learned in this show. We can do these episodes. I can start out with, hello, this is Michael Worth, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's a show. That's the content. Mm-hmm. But when we get to the the value of it, that's when it becomes art. That's when it becomes, hey, this is important. Yes, they're just talking, but if you've ever read a poem and got something out of it, if you've ever read a book and got something out of it, yes, it's just talking too in a different form. It's the author talking to you, right? Mm-hmm. It's art. You've got to put something out there that has some sort of value to it that is beyond the content. Let the content draw people in. Let the content be something that pays you. Let the content be 
whatever it is you have to get off your chest. Don't let it become your ego. Just do it if that's what you feel like you need to do. But don't forget the concept of I'm an artist. That's critically important. I really believe that. And that's one of the things I picked up on this show from everybody I've talked to over the years and our conversations over the years because we've been doing this for we're 100 going episodes on, I hear. We're going, yeah, 100 episodes. We're going on three years. I mean, we started just three years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was, wow. uh, it was around this time, three years ago, I was like, I'm going to get Paul on the show. He's, he's pretty good. <laughs> I used to say um a lot. I think I've gotten a little better with that. Yeah, yeah. You do start picking up on things, don't you? You yeah. start going, I got to cut that out. Why, why am I doing that? And And we... We cut a lot, but you know, I don't know. There's, there's a whole lot more we could discuss on this. The beer's good. The conversation I I enjoy, but you know, I struggled with today's show. I did. I I was, I was thinking to myself, how do I make this epic and how do I make this good content? And that's really where we finished here was, I I don't want to make content anymore. I want to have conversations with people. Mm -hmm. And if I've learned anything over the last 100 episodes, it's, the most important shows we've had have been good conversations and they don't always start out good. They get, they're a little rough sometimes. Sometimes the flow isn't there. Maybe it's the alcohol. (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) but there, there's a, there's a, a point in the show where I feel like we just, you know, we, we talk about the arts and it's easy. I'm going to be honest. Talking about the arts is the easy part because everything is art. You can't turn on television at all unless you're thinking, and you have to be honest with yourself here for a second, it's art. Somewhere along the line, somebody creative made that show. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not content. (laughs) I hate the word content (laughs) if you haven't figured that out yet. I need to paint. I do. I got. Are you going to paint any today? Uh, no, I have to edit. It's, 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 uh, what's Sunday? It's movie night. It's pizza movie night at the Worth household, ain't it? Yeah. You got one picked out? I don't know yet. We might go down to Fred's and get some pizza down on Waverly. I've only been there once. It's It's pretty good. good. We, uh, we ordered, I go get it and have a good time with it. What, what are your plans? You get wings all the time. It seems like. Had wings yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, I don't know. Let me get some dinner and, uh, probably not too much tonight. What? I just thought of something. Remember how we was talking about uh, uh, Joe Rogan? Yeah. Or I was talking about Joe Rogan. You don't really care, do you? He's all right. I don't really, he's I okay. don't listen to podcasts. So. He's, he's a guy. <laughs> he's just doing his thing. He always has this guy on there, uh, Graham Hancock. Got a great name. Yeah. <laughs> Hancock. He's John's brother. <laughs> Not really. But uh, I didn't realize this. He has a new show on Netflix. Who? Pretty, it's pretty John good. Hancock? <laughs> Not John. Graham. Graham Hancock. Uh, Graham Hancock. That don't really roll. To he, he wrote a, wrote a book called uh, Finger of the Gods. Something like that. Or Fingerprint of the Gods. Or, you don't even know. Yeah. I haven't read the book well, what yet. about, what's the show about? Uh, Ancient Apocalypse. Oh, that looks, it's on, I've seen that. I didn't watch it, but I've seen it and it's on my queue. Yeah. I can't it, wait to watch it's it. It's pretty good. There's, there's one episode where he talks about Serpent Mound right here in Ohio. Oh, really? They wouldn't let him in. Really? Yeah. They you should like, have called us. We'd well, have yeah, I know. I could have got all the video he wanted. But he goes down to talk about it, and he actually had some good points. I was, I was pretty in, intense. I mean, I was like, oh, all right, I get it, because, you know, it's a thing. Uh, he he um, In the show, he goes and talks a little bit about how the establishment, the archaeological establishment, says humankind is 6,000 6, years old. And he wants to go back and say, no, 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 no. There was a cataclysm 12,500-ish years ago. And it was at the end of the Ice Age, and that's, that's when we did our thing. And it was interesting to me that they showed where the glaciers stopped in Ohio mm-hmm. and how Serpent Mound was right at the edge of the glaciers. And I think it's episode six that he does this episode in. Because I, I actually went to that episode directly because I was watching the most recent Joe Rogan episode, and he had Graham on there talking. Graham's one of his common uh, guests, and and I just I just enjoy that, right? Mm-hmm. I just enjoy hearing people talk about things that, in a lot of cases, are polarizing. You know, it's like m- maybe not even accepted, 
right? Mm-hmm. You know, for me to say I hate Bob Ross is probably going to blow everybody's mind. Like, oh my God, how can, how, how can you say that, right? And I don't hate Bob. We it's just, just said you hate Bob Ross. Well, I, yeah, so I know. So which is it? So I are know. you? What well, the fuck did you just say? I know, right? It just came out of me. I like Bill Alexander better. <laughs> Who's that? He was the guy that came on after Bob on PBS. Oh, okay. He, he'd take the almighty fight and he'd make a picture with it. I just loved him. I loved his accent. He was so fucking cool. Bob was just too soft spoken. I fell asleep every time Bob came on. And then Bill came on. He was, he we was take like the almighty fight and we make a picture. <laughs> he was like, Bob Ross was like the precursor to ASMR. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, I guess there. I don't I don't have a problem with Bob Ross. It's just I don't I don't like that style of painting. it's not my thing. It's you know, it's it you no, know I got that. I get that. Know. But you you have to admit that he really made painting popular, common. It, yeah, he helped he helped inspire a lot of Yeah, yeah. And you I'm can't not, you can't be I'm mad not, about that. I'm not mad about that at all. And that's not where I'm going with this. It's just that my thing is I can't believe you don't like Bob Ross, you know. And that's that's so the William thing. Shatner says that too, right? That's I the can't thing. believe you don't like Bob Ross. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? I'm saying that because you did that to the intro too. By the way, did I? You said you said hello and welcome to the All Walks of Art podcast, <laughs> and I'm like Jesus Christ. And I is that why you laughed? Yeah, I was oh, fucking know, losing you. it. You'll, you'll hear it on the playback there. But it was, <laughs> I'll edit it, it was out. Very no, you won't. Yes, I will. Okay, I always do. I cut the little spaces out. No, you you can on that. It, it just goes to. <laughs> <laughs> there's something on the wing Starting. We, we do that a lot too we that same joke every time it's like we need to get William Shatner on the show yeah well, that'd be awesome <laughs> it or would be Christopher Walken it's crazy <laughs> we get both of them on here at the same time oh, we're oh, like we'll just be like uh. it'd be like it it'd be it'd be like a tennis match with but one person's got three hands right <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now Christopher Walken just looking at us going, you guys have a show, do you? I mean, come on. What kind of show is this? Oh, you know? God, that's terrible. <laughs> I know. I can't do him like you can. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd have to look over, over at Bill. <laughs> hey, Bill, how's it going? Well, it's kind of annoying to be on this show today. <laughs> and who said you could refer to me as? Bill. Bill. <laughs> I Good times, know. Mike. It was. Any think, final thoughts you got? Yeah, I want to thank all of our listeners. If you've if you've listened to more than two shows, <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much. If you've been around since the beginning, uh, you deserve a medal. Oh yeah, that's awesome. You know that's that's kind of a big deal. Uh, I do appreciate everybody who listens to the show, and we have a lot planned uh, for the future. And I'm kind of excited. I know we've we've uh, come and gone about doing it weekly and stuff, and it's. Something I'm going to say as a creative to other creatives, you got to know your limits. You got to know how much time you have available to do things. And there's, you know, there's other things I want to do as a creative. So for me on this particular show, I think twice a month is plenty, you know, and I, I want to get. Do you finally? I do. do. You, are you, I, are you, where, 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 yeah, do yeah you it didn't really add much to the show. In fact, I think it took away a little bit. The thing is, is there's, there's, there's artists that, that are, that put out, that are very prolific and they put out a lot of paintings or a lot of music. Yeah. And then there's artists that put out, you know, got Guns N' Roses, what, right. four albums. There's, you know, Led Zeppelin with five albums. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's six. It's yeah. Six. Um, but it's your art. Do what you do. Yeah. Enjoy it. You know, and that's the thing. And, uh, I mean, this, this could all be a whole nother episode. I don't want to do that right now. Cause we're, we're running over a little. And, uh, Running over a little what? A little squirrel? Time. Oh. <laughs> I just, I feel like as creatives, we, we, we do our thing and we, we, we have to focus on what it is we want to do. And as much as I love the show, I need to paint. That's what I want to be. I want to be a painter. I don't want to be a podcaster who paints. I want to be a painter who podcasts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And... You know, a lot of folks, they might say, well, you got all kinds of time. Just do it. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, I have a, I have a demanding job that takes a lot of time, you know, and I've got a lot going on in my life outside of work and art and those things need to be done. And, and, you know, I'm not going to do anything. I feel like I have to do. Exactly. When it becomes, when it starts becoming work, that's when it's like the fun comes out of it. And I'm not going to lie. The last month of doing the podcast has been work. It's like, man, that's all I ever get done. I come home from 
my my regular job, and I, I usually get home about one o'clock in the morning, and I'll work until four in the morning editing, and I'm still not getting everything out the way I want to, you know, and I'm still not producing the videos like I mm-hmm. used to. The first four or six videos, whatever, they went, they were clockwork, right? But they were ready to go, and now I'm I'm in that that range of holy shit. Not to mention the 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 storage. I, I went through two terabytes in a week, and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> I, I can't keep buying hard drives. You know, this is crazy. So. Uh, I looked at the hard drive. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Walking in a winter wonderland. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Go out and listen to that uh, or go watch that. I'm all over the place, but go watch that uh, new Netflix show. Yeah, I want to check good. it out. That uh, Human Playground's pretty good too. Uh, oh, narrated really? by Idris Elba. There's a there's a very artist undertow on that. Like really? it talks about a woman that swims under the ice, mm-hmm. and I mean, like with nothing, like basically free free swimming. I've but, seen that part. Yes, and then uh, they they. Go this tribe and because she's been underwater in the cold water long enough to basically give you hyperthermia. Yeah, it's crazy. She doesn't get it. Yeah, that's nuts. And it's just about pushing the limits. And and there's there's an art to that. And it's there's a uh, um this tribe uh, in Africa that they beat each other with sticks as they're coming of age. I've seen kind of thing. It's pretty cool, man. It's like oh, I haven't seen that episode, but I've heard of about those people. It's uh, interesting. And people that do like, it's like bullfighting, but without stabbing the bull, they yeah. just, they stand there and they, they see who can stay in there the longest without getting killed. I mean, it's ridiculous, like on the surface, but then you, you look at how serious they, these people take it and how they get dressed up and how they approach it just like any other, any other person in the theater or an artist would or, and how they train. And I, I think it's important to find, find the link between art and sports and pushing the limits of your own body and your own mind um it's pretty it's pretty cool i want to end this show with including the audience because we we talked a little bit about that real quick and you know how they've been around and things and if if you have a takeaway from our show if you've been a long-time listener a short-time listener i don't care over the last hundred episodes let me know what your favorite episode is yeah, I'd like to know that too. It'd be fun. Uh, send us an email at thethirstymuse at gmail.com. I'm, I'm really anxious because, you know, the, the reviews are one thing. Reviews let us know if somebody dug it or not. But if I get actual emails telling me, oh, I really enjoyed this, or you know, and I do. There's sometimes I get I get an email from some random person who said, man, that really that resonated with me and I'm going to get back in the studio. I'm going to turn my third bedroom into a place to paint. And yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. But if, if there's something that you've, you've heard over the last 100 episodes that you want to hear more of, or what, what is it that inspires you to return to the show? I'd love to know it, you know, cause that, that helps us make content that is better for you. May your drinks be tasty and your muse thirsty. See you everybody. Have a good one. Bye Paul. <laughs> we just kind of wound down. It's like,